My name is Wes Givens, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. This week, Brooks and I sat down and talked about YouTube, whether or not SNL is funny, whether or not film school is worth it, and that right now is actually the best time to be alive. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 13 of the Tungsten Originals podcast. Brooks, how's it going? It's going well. You're in, you're in your NASA hoodie. I think. I don't know. <laughs> you're in your NASA hoodie, so you got that going. Yeah, this is my napping hoodie, actually. I just took a your NASA napping fat hoodie. nap, and my dad Dude. called me, and I woke up to a call from my dad, which I declined, <laughs> and, I, and I said, oh, it's almost, pod, it's almost podcast time. Yeah. Better head over there. <laughs> <laughs> Better head over to our studio. Yes. That we own. Yes. And pay rent on. How many NASA hoodies do you have? Three. I've said it before and I won't say oh, it again. Oh, okay. I have this perception that you have like 14. <laughs> <laughs> no, just three. What kicked off the NASA hoodie obsession? I ad- saw. Addiction. I saw one. Okay. No. PewDiePie was wearing this one. <laughs> oh, and I was gosh. like, that's a sick hoodie, man. It's yeah. really cool. Then I was browsing through UrbanOutfitters.com. It's a uh, it's a clothing store, and I saw a NASA hoodie, and I was it. like, um, "Yeah, this is a small little boutique." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "That's a cool hoodie, and it looks like that one that I saw him wear." Um, I'll get it. So I got it, and loved it. And then I went home for my brother's wedding, and I was bopping around shopping, and I saw another one. The yellow one. Bop with, shopping, as it's called. Yep. With the back with, with the back yes. pocket. Back pocket. Very cool. Yes. So I was like, I guess I'll get another one. And yeah. I, I have this thing with threes. I got to get things ah, in threes. Ah, rule of threes. Okay. Yeah. So then I was like, mm, maybe I should just get the one that I wanted in the first place to <laughs> yeah. finish it off. So now I have this one. Gotcha. And, you know, you can't see if you're listening, but it's a cool hoodie. It's pretty, pretty snazzy. Yeah. You know, NASA was founded on my birthday in 1958. Yeah, it says that right here. It I says think. West's birthday. <laughs> yeah, on the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of PewDiePie, did you see his congratulations video? I did. I liked it very much. Good stuff. But now he's like back to the top. Yeah, it's hilarious. So. <laughs> I still think it's just the funniest thing. Yeah. Who do you think will win to a hundred million? I I think I don't think the nine year old army is gonna let anyone else <laughs> win. Yeah. Like they're I, powerful. Yeah. They really are. I mean it's yeah. crazy. And yeah. like Mr. Beast has a lot to do with it. He really does, dude. And Mr. it's Beast, so cool. He is... Well, okay, so... I just love the unity that this whole yeah, war has brought to yeah, the YouTube community. It really has. So for those who don't participate in YouTube as much as Briggs and I do... <laughs> then throw your life away and follow it because <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. what needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, so PewDiePie is the most subscribed YouTube channel, and it's just like a dude... And he's literally the most low quality shit (laughs) videos. And he's in the in a race versus a corporate YouTube account for the most subscribed YouTube channel. And it's like Indian corporately subscribed. Yes, it's called T Series. Yeah. And he released he recently released a video called Congratulations, which was like his (laughs) uh um what is it called? Backhanded. Yeah, whenever whenever um politicians have to submit to the other person after they lose. Congression speech? No, it's like a con- concession speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. That exactly. That's yeah, kind yeah. of like what it was for him. Pretty um, much. It was, like, it was like a diss track. Yeah, pretty much. Congratulations. Yeah. It's really funny. You should watch it. Yeah. Um, but then he went on back up to the top. Yeah, so he was behind by like mm, like tens of thousands, yeah. like 50,000, 60,000. And then right after the music video, he went back up to like 300,000 yeah. ahead. So. 
And he's like, I mean, I watch his videos regularly, and he's like sick of it at this point. He's like, is he really? Oh yeah, he's he just like, doesn't care. No, he's yeah, he he's never cared, and that's why people yeah love it exactly. If he it's was trying to make it a thing, yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah, and he's but he he sees it as a meme, and he yeah. sees it as nothing else. Like Good. the guy has what ninety four million at this point. Yeah, he's he's not. He's fine. He's just chilling, man. <laughs> he's hanging. It's out. all like. Yeah. People like love to get. People want him to get into more like drama stuff, but yeah. he just doesn't. That's why I love him because yeah. he's like he's just above everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing bothers him. He's just a dude. Yeah, he's he's just a he's a dude. Yeah, he's been through it all, and the the media gives him shit for yeah. everything, every little thing that he does. It's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. Um, Do you think the um, the race to the top is like? Because some people are using it as a metaphor for how YouTube is becoming more um, corporate. Oh, yeah. Do you see it as, like, this big, important thing? Uh, for, for what it actually is, no. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, the fact that T-Series already has 90-something million subscribers is yeah. already a Perf. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I think symbolically, if PewDiePie gets to 100 million first, I think that'll mean a lot. Yeah. Just symbolically, though. Yeah. Because like, they're both the same. They have the same number of subscribers. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. But I think symbolically it means something. Mm-hmm. It's like if he gets to 100 million first, it's it's literally one person yeah. in his office making videos that he's been making crazy. for the past nine years alone, always alone. I would have guessed a lot longer, actually. Yeah, just nine years. Wow. He's about to come up on his 10-year anniversary, though. Or a nine-year anniversary? I forgot. Wow. But, yeah, I just think it's really special that 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 happens. It's it's like it's like classical YouTube versus what YouTube yeah. is becoming. I think that's what you're asking. Yeah, pretty and much. And, like, it is. Yeah, exactly. If you look so, at the trending page, it's Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert and, yeah. you know, And, like, the newest music video. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's really stupid. And I knew that there was controversy around, like, his music video. Congratulations. It got, like... 30 million views in like yeah. five minutes and, and yeah. like it didn't hit trending. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, YouTube hates Nothing PewDiePie. Nothing he does hits trending anymore. Yeah, yeah. YouTube yeah. hates PewDiePie. Yeah. For, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, some reasons. Because mm-hmm. like, he's done some silly things. Yeah. <laughs> some he's sil- done some zany <laughs> things. Some zany things. But, that's a, a, another reason why I love him. He, he's such a guy of character because he knows what, he, what he's done. Yeah. And he's apologized and he's, he's a real mo- person. Yeah, and he's just yeah. moved on. He's not uh, he, he's not. He doesn't try to capitalize inappropriately on his. Yeah, there are much worse just, people on YouTube. Oh my god! Like, like literally anyone else. Honestly, yeah, yeah any person that's in that realm. Yeah, I don't know, Keemstar. Like, yeah. Just, uh, the, well, you know, like there was that kind of recently, like a month ago. There are a bunch of those really in-your-face vlog channels that got mm, yeah. uh, controversy because they were promoting basically gambling to like fourteen-year-olds. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. got huge. I think um, Cody Coe said that he was offered $50,000. Oh, he was offered to do? Yeah. Oh, really? And I think Noel got offered as well. Okay. But they're, you know, smart people and recognize that that's yeah. not trustworthy and stuff. So, Yeah, there's definitely good guys on the platform. Yeah. And I love the platform. Yeah. <laughs> really there's a do. guy right now. His name is Smarter Every Day. His name is I Destin. Yeah. yeah. Destin's love great. Him. He's doing a series right now about manipulation of different social media feeds. So mm. first he did it on Twitter. Uh, I think he just did one on YouTube. And his next episode that is yet to come out will be about Facebook. But it's about how, like, it's not 
specifically focused on the 2016 election, but it really dives into like how we are being manipulated and like what the companies are doing <laughs> to, um, you know, combat that. And Put it's like certain. really interesting and like important stuff. Yeah. And he goes and talks to employees at Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Yeah, he makes a, great videos. He does. I've I've watched him. He's like you know how you have those channels that you watch occasionally. Yeah, over like mm-hmm. years. Yeah, he's one of those for me. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. He's, he seems like a really good guy. He's yeah. Just a dad. He's a very real person. He lives yeah. in Alabama. Yeah. That's lives right. in Huntsville. Yeah. He's a rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah. Like, or something like that. He's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Speaking of YouTube, we were just talking about uh, is it, it's Drew Gooden made that video, right? Mm-hmm. So Drew Gooden is this um, YouTube commentary person, funny guy. And he made a video about SNL and whether or not it's funny. Yeah. And it's a very good video. It is. You should really watch it. Yes. If you have any interest in SNL at all. Which if you I don't, a, definitely don't watch it because it's literally yeah, only about only, Yeah. <laughs> there one, won't be much other entertainment value to yeah. it. Um, what did you think of the video? I really loved it. So it's basically about this trope that you hear a lot. It's like where, I don't know, if, if you're, a friend of yours says like, oh, did you see SNL last night? Mm-hmm. And then someone else would be like, no, SNL sucks. And then one person's like, no, SNL's great. Yeah. And he's sort of, the, the goal of the video is to break down whether SNL is actually good or not. Yeah. And the conclusion he comes to is that, it, it, yeah, it's good. It's a show like no other. Yeah. It, it's, it's like the most unique thing that stayed on television for so long. Yeah. And it's gone through good and bad yeah. uh, phases. He He made a really good analogy in it that, SNL is like a, uh, it's like a professional football team. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. essentially the cast is, like, uh, players. Yeah. And they're constantly, like, losing players and mm-hmm. drafting players. And, like, they try some out for, like, a season. And if they don't work, then they give them the boot and they have to bring other people in. Yeah. So, like, the the natural flow of the show is to be, like, uncertain, which is really cool. And, like, I never yeah. thought about it that way until he brought that up. And I was, like, instantly gained more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know respect for the show. Yeah, have you always watched SNL? Uh, like when you were younger, would you stay up and watch it and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, with gotcha. like my two best friends, George and Davis, we'd watch it. <laughs> they say that like the funny, the year that you think SNL is funniest is when you're like in high school or like a little before that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's definitely true. Yeah, because my favorite era was like was the one that I think he was talking about mm-hmm. in the video, uh, Gooden, like the SNL digital short era. Yep. Uh, Andy Samberg, yeah, all those guys. Mm. Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. It was such a great cast. Like, yeah, sort of like the post Will Ferrell yeah. era. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really great stuff. Yeah, I um, only started watching SNL like consistently, like recently. Yeah. Um, I like knew about it growing up, but I would just never watch it because we had public TV and mm-hmm. the TV was in the living room. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but now, like. Was your family frown upon SNL? No. Okay. Oh, no. Like, just whenever, wondering. yeah, it, w- it was just not really a thing. Okay. You know, it wasn't, like, against it. It just wasn't, like, a thing. Um, yeah, my dad and mom talk about watching it when they were growing up and loving it. So, mm. yeah, like, now that's how I start off my Sunday is, like, I go to the YouTube channel and watch all of this stuff from Oh, know, really? From yeah, I don't yeah. do that because <laughs> I think it's bad and right now. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. see, I watch every episode just because I want to see how good it is and it's mm-hmm. like there are totally some episodes that are not good like Steve yeah. Carell hosted recently really and it was like pretty lackluster really yeah 
Wow. Usually when they have big people on, they step it up. Yeah, you would think so. And there's, I mean, it's not that it's... Two of the best episodes in the past couple of years have been the two Ryan Gosling episodes because you know your yeah. boy's watching those. And they're, they're, both of those episodes are quality. The papyrus digital yes. short. They're it's so, so quality. Like, they're yeah. so funny. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, usually when I see... And, and like, uh, Drew talked about the politiciz- politicization, whatever, yeah. of, of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason why I, I don't really watch it anymore. Just because, okay. like, I feel... Like I'm getting hit in the face with a heavy uh, baseball bat. That's all the time. That's been used to beat a dead horse over and over again. <laughs> Just going back yeah. and forth from the dead horse to my face <laughs> to the dead over brooks. and over yeah. again. So that bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I get what's that. What's new? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like. I'm fascinated with SNL because the fact that it happens at all is like a miracle. Yeah, it's really something. Like they write sketches on Wednesday and the show is Saturday. Yeah. And like like you said, the production design is yes. consistently amazing. Yeah, and I've never thought about that once in my yeah, life. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I was like, it wow. just naturally looks good. Yeah. So I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. I mean, like you've heard stories of like the actors on it or like the people of the cast, like mm-hmm. they take pills yeah exactly. to relax yeah to, uh, like they, they take pills to do everything they like yeah. take pills to go to sleep yeah. to wake up to get them through the day yeah and then to like mellow out before the show yeah because it is live on television yeah it's like imagine imagine twitch streaming but you had to perform this whole yeah a play basically that you came up with four days before yeah and you, yeah, you had less than a week to do it yeah, yeah. that's nuts and it really is cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can I think that consistently like weekend update is typically kind of my highlight because mm-hmm. I just really like those parts of the show. So SCAD did like their own version of SNL. Oh great. Two times called Scatterday Night Live. And <laughs> <laughs> I heard about this. That's right. Yeah. So Are uh, you on it? Yeah. The second oh. year. I was a freshman. Ooh. And I was um a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, improv-loving mm-hmm. freshman boy, and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, and you I'm really glad I did Do you do it. improv anymore? I haven't this year because I just it's been like mostly a time thing. Gotcha. But post-college, I definitely want to do it like wherever I am oh. because just love performing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I got on the project. I auditioned to be like one of the cast members. It was like the first time that I'd really auditioned Anything. For anything ever, like mm-hmm. anything, I had auditioned for stuff at MSMS, but like the stakes were lower. I felt like this was well. I'll, this is what I'll say. This was my first like comedic audition. Okay, and I, uh, I def- imagine that's weird. Yes, it's very weird. I don't know what I was able to tap into, but I just kind of just did it full fledged and just committed like a hundred percent. What did you do? So it was David Stork, the um co-creator of it and like the guy who runs improv here who's mm-hmm. a fantastic professor in person and then it was two of the people that were like student producers of it upperclassmen mm-hmm. i developed a character that was um a southern boy mm-hmm. who wanted to be a star <laughs> and All right. i said that i was from hickahala mississippi because that is the creek is that a real place that is a creek Right outside of Cenotopia. Okay. <laughs> On I-55, just Hikahela. north. Hikahela. It, it totally like, sounds like a place. Yeah, it you sounds know? like. So that's kind of my go-to, like, fake Mississippi town is Hikahela Creek. Looking back, I 
can't believe I did it because it was just wildly embarrassing. But I mm-hmm. was doing the character and I was like doing like a monologue about how I wanted to be big. And then I sang and danced um, Beyonce's single ladies. Really? Like purposefully bad in a, <laughs> in a country accent, oh in a thick God. accent. And like, was Dave, it funny? David laughed. No, but David laughed at it, and the two other people just weren't at all. They mm. were very straight faced about it. Do you think he was actually laughing, or was he giving you the pities? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was actually laughing. I because know what you think? I think he was actually laughing. I'm sure there Good. was some pity, but but I think it was genuine laughter Good. because he knew me, mm-hmm. and like I think he knew what I was capable of and mm-hmm. and saw that I was like really trying for it because I found and he was out- saying all of that in the laughter. <laughs> I know what you're capable of. You can do more than this, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is what you've got. Good on you, man. I that's, that's found out bold. about the Yeah, dude. I found out about the auditions two days before mm-hmm. that they were. So I had two days to Jeez. prepare this character. And I didn't get into the cast, but I was just proud that I auditioned at all because that was crazy. So what did you get on as? So I got on as um, a script supervisor for the writers, which was like the writers were the actors and, you know, just Mm -hmm. like SNL. Um, Because there was the writing team and then the production team. And there were script supervisors for the production team. So I spent like it was spring, like winter and spring quarter of freshman year kind of like only doing that mm-hmm. um, and I put in a bunch of time and effort into it and it was so cool you know to just watch the process and everything so wait, one episode was yeah so at the end of the year yeah so okay, we did gotcha. one episode and we did like two showings of it or something and I did the math and I added up all of the rehearsals and tech week and we ended up spending the amount of hours that are in a week on one episode so it's like so let me see what it is. It's like 150 hours or something. Oh my god! That we spent Wait, on it. Yeah, 168 nuts. hours is how much we spent on the one episode. So wow, as it's as if we were doing a real episode, but you know, no sleep and without Sunday off. <laughs> That's <laughs> was how much we spent on this one episode. Wow. Um, and it was crazy, and it was discombobulated at times, and like learning to deal with issues and stuff. But mm-hmm. I really learned a lot from it. But That's um, cool. It really is a a bunch of work <laughs> like I cannot imagine and we had the whole thing of like we didn't have like a musical guest but we had um, like the SCAD dance team do a thing we had a band like playing we have a dance team we do it's called Confidential with a K <laughs> <laughs> and they're good where are they <laughs> what are they where like do they right hide now? where do they hide <laughs> they have some shows at what different they, they come to our football games <laughs> You haven't seen them at the football games versus Savannah State? No, like really, what do they do? Where do they go? Um, dude, I don't know, man. Do they just dance together? But <laughs> Well, yeah, they have rehearsals, but they also do like um, shows and stuff, I guess. Well, good for them. Good, good for, for them. Confident. Carly, Confidential if you're listening. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. On With the, a K. On the dancing. Yes. Um, congrats on the dance. Uh, but they were really good. And, uh, you know, Carly, yeah. who we interviewed, her boyfriend does it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it guys? Or guys yeah, it's girls? guys and gals. Okay, cool. Is it cheerleading or dancing? No, it's like dance team, hip hop. Oh, gotcha. Stuff. That is so, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. 
Apparently, we have an acapella group too. Well, I can believe that. <laughs> but a dance team, like yeah. usually when I think of dance teams, I think of like sports. Yeah. And like pep rallies. Yeah. You and missed, dude. Things the pep rally last week to. was amazing. What? The pep rally last week. There was what? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god. Don't joke about pep rallies. <laughs> pep rallies were the bane of my existence in high school, dude. Yeah, they were pretty bad. But I've seen, I wish we had, <laughs> like, I've seen some high schools that have, like, dope pep rallies. Oh, really? Yeah. There was this one, like, video that went around Twitter and Instagram, like, a month ago. It was this guy in the front of his entire school in the gym. Yeah. And he started playing, like, that Dre song, like, the bling, 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 bling. And... He's playing it really slow on the piano, and then he speeds up, and he gets to the point where he's, like, actually playing the song. Oh, uh, okay. And then the real song kicks in, and the whole thing goes blue. The whole gym turns blue. Wow. And the whole student body just loses their mind. Yeah. And I was like, damn, we just sang stuff about God. <laughs> and yeah, that was chill, but, like, <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. Did you have a lot of school pride? Uh, no, no, not me at all. My friends <laughs> yeah, really I mean, did that. Like my yeah. best friend Logan, he won <laughs> like school spirit leader nice. or something. He yeah. was like, he was like the treasurer, and like he would he would like lead all the pep rallies. Okay. Um, and he knew they weren't good, but like yeah, you know, it was funny. I guess yeah, high school is kind of your whole world. So some some people yeah. engulfs them. Oh yeah, especially like especially if you go to an all boys Catholic school that yeah. majors in football. <laughs> so like there were, there are definitely a lot of people that were plus it's just me being a contrarian of asshole. Yeah, like same. Be like I don't want to. I don't care about all this. Yeah, this is bullshit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is. I didn't feel any school pride until I went to MSMS because then I was like, oh, this is. And it wasn't mm. because of the sports, but it's because I just actually liked my school. It's good. <laughs> but my home high school, it was like I just hated it. Mm. It was not a good time. I really liked my school. Yeah. But I just didn't have any school spirit. Yeah. What was y'all's mascot? Uh, wolf. Oh. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. We, we were we had a really uh, cool school. We were the warriors because um we enjoy exploiting Native Americans mm. you know, for their Me too. For their image. That's great. Wait, the oh like Yeah. Um Indian Warriors? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Louis C.K. has this hilarious joke about <laughs> Indians and <laughs> yeah, like how who was it Columbus that sailed over here and mm-hmm. was like Indians, <laughs> and they're like no no that's over there yeah, and then we were like yeah Indians, <laughs> and we still like some of us still call them Indians yeah exactly <laughs> this is hilarious every like surrounding town their mascot was like a Native American. Oh, yeah, really? The private school in Senatobia are the Chiefs. There was uh, a town called Independence, and they were also the Chiefs. <laughs> like, that's just unoriginal, man. Yeah, it's pretty lame stuff. Certainly. Um. So to pivot from the Native American talk, yes. the Native American hour of NPR. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you about YouTube some more, but specifically the Tungsten YouTube channel because something I've been thinking a lot about is that I don't know, and I wanted to talk to both you and Kara and just people about this in general. Kara's MIA. I don't know where she is. Oh, yeah. has been. I forgot to say Kara's busy. Yeah, Kara's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Kara doesn't care. 
Kata don't kata. <laughs> um, I don't know what the Tungsten YouTube channel should look like. You know, I don't know if it should be strictly production related stuff like BTS footage, music videos. Yeah, I don't know. An element or like. I mean, we talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago. What are your thoughts on it now? Well, after having um, it sit for a while. You know, my, I guess my biggest fear is people seeing it and not taking it serious as a not taking it seriously as a production company because I do want to send stuff to festivals and people to see Tungsten and think like, oh, they make quality stuff. But right. I, I'm a thought that I have is like if they go to the YouTube channel and they see Haley and I's coming clean show where we sit in a bathtub. Well, that shouldn't be on there. Okay, you don't think so? No. Okay. That's a, that's what we talked about that's the other week. Well, is that yeah. like if you make more silly, like more YouTube style videos, yeah. quote unquote, like it should be on your own channel and your mm. your own name. Um, yeah, that's what I was leaning towards as well. Yeah, and like uh, I, I think anything like big or worth, I don't yeah. know, more specialized attention mm-hmm. should go on the tungsten channel, like yeah. uh, like your brother's music video or like yeah. a short film or something Interviews or behind the people scenes and. Yeah, tutorial videos, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. the 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 only problem with that is that is that it's going to take a long time for it to build up. Yeah, sort of. Uh, I don't know a good number of things because mm-hmm. like you can't just <laughs> whip stuff up like that. Yeah, so it's going to take a while. But I think that's the best idea. Mm-hmm. I haven't officially announced this, and I'll say this again when the Element episode comes. But uh, so Andrew, the producer, Element producer editor of Element is going to be MIA until, like, May because he's got a bunch of work. And, like, he's in New Jersey right now. Doing um, what? Shooting a, a video for his mom, um, like, for her company or something. Okay. Know, her, I was going to say that's works. terribly unspecific. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> for shooting where she a video works. for his mom. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> for where her where his mom works. Gotcha. So I shot the most recent episode of Element with Michaela Mossberg, who was an illustrator. Did you shoot already? Um, yeah. Oh, great. I Sorry, just set up I two couldn't... cameras. No, it was, totally, cool. it was not a big deal at all. Cool. I didn't do the B-roll because I'm going to get that after, like, during post, you know, while I'm editing it. Um, you what? didn't get B-roll? No, because I want to see, like, during the interview, it's like... You didn't get if B-roll. There's... <laughs> I know I'm you losing You want to see during title. the interview? If, if what? there's anything that we need specific from B-roll, and then I can go and shoot oh, that specifically. Okay. gotcha. Um, and I also had to get to class that day. So gotcha. <laughs> that was the main reason. So after, like, her episode will be the last episode of season one, mm-hmm. and then it'll pick back up in the fall. Um, Great. So now you know, everybody. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i just trying to visualize, you know, what mm-hmm. the YouTube channel will look like. I really do want to make West on Wednesdays this summer. I think I'm leaning towards Wait, what? I thought you that. were getting rid of that. Not, That's what I thought you should do. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I'll think about it. And then you had the, the Haley idea, which I think is a good idea. Yeah. Well, the Haley idea, that's like a special. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of just like a funny little, like that doesn't require too much. Yeah. You know, with my West on Wednesday idea, for those who haven't heard, basically I just want to do kind of like, kind of a video essay, mm-hmm. kind of a vlog, but I'm not just walking around and talking about my day. But like where okay, each- don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Where each week I pose a question and I try to answer it. Gotcha. Um, and what I'm thinking of the idea of this summer is like, this is the last summer before the real world. Mm-hmm. I'm in a very confused place. Here are some questions. Let's answer them. And one of them will be like, why do we leave our hometown? And I'll go to my hometown and talk to mom and dad 
about that stuff, you know, and just general like life questions mm-hmm. like that. I think that that would be on my personal channel yeah, because that's definitely. just me. I think that's what I want to do this summer. I don't know Good. how many episodes, but I, mean, I have ideas. Could you do one a week? Would you be able to do that? I mean, it's I, a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but I also don't really got much else going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so have you given up on internships and all that? Jazz? Um, There's one that I'm like, that I really need to apply for. It's for Indie Mogul, which is um. Wait, you haven't applied for it yet? I applied oh, to no, the Valley. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah that was that. a job, job. But um, Indie Mogul is a. Did film- you ever hear back from that one? No, not yet. Cool. Um, Indie Mogul is a, a filmmaking YouTube channel, and I'm gonna apply. It's due in like a week. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, if I get it, then that's what my summer will be. Yeah. But I think it's just too late to get an internship. I definitely should have applied earlier. You know, Maybe. and I've been trying to find some, and it's just kind of hard. I think that I think West on Wednesday would give me something to do, <laughs> a I creative outlet. Fun fact: little middle of the episode announcement at the beginning of the summer, I am acting in a short film that is co-directed by Taylor, who worked on Thirty Eight Thousand. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Um, he's co-directing and shooting and producing and doing a bunch of stuff with this guy named Hammond, and they both listen to the podcast. So, hello yeah. to you both. Yeah. Um, but they're making a, a short film for the Louisiana Film Prize, which is a film competition that like incentivizes people to make movies in North Louisiana. Great. And um, I am acting in it, which is exciting. That's awesome. But also Tungsten is coming on as one of the production companies. So I'll be helping out with that. Great. So you're going to be acting and producing? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll like... I mean, my kind of level of producing right now is just giving them advice with Indiegogo and stuff like that mm-hmm. because I've done two Indiegogos before. Still um, producing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, trying to help out with equipment and stuff. Like, they might use my Zoom for audio equipment. I have a boom pole. Just stuff like that. Cool. So, now Tungsten will have three short films under its belt. That'd be awesome. Which is pretty exciting. Once um, 38,000 gets touched. So, the thing about 38,000 is that I kind of just sat on the footage for a while. Like, originally, I was going to edit it um, How do you even do that, though? Like, w- when I get done filming a project, like, I must edit it. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I have no idea how you did this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because I, I, just... I have to see it or else I'll lose interest. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I just, I think I kind of wanted to take a step away for a second. Well, that's too smart. <laughs> you should impulsively well, do things. <laughs> exactly. Well, I took too much of a step away because now it's a year later and it's not much has been done because I gave the hard drive to Kara late, like very late. Yes. You know, I could get a rough cut from her, get the picture lock and then just kind of rush through with color correcting and sound. But like I want to put together. Well, obviously you want to make it the best that it can yeah, be. So. But that's just not how I do things. <laughs> course not i want you to do things upon my standards of course which is fast fast we gotta yes. go boys um i just like it that way because no i get what, yeah it does you, suck then that, you see it and yeah. it's like quick reward endorphins gotta love those endorphins i love endorphins unpopular opinion but i think they're really cool <laughs> popular opinion but serotonin and endorphins are pretty cool pretty lit pretty dope i achieve them however possible Yes, through whatever substance necessary. The means justify the ends always. <laughs> you swapped majors this quarter. I don't. <laughs> you're hiding behind. <laughs> I just looked up and Brooks was hiding behind the pop filter. Um, Had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but you swapped over to a dramatic writing major. Did we? 
I don't know. But yeah, I did. What's mm-hmm. that been like? Because originally, well, me and Kara film and TV production. Yeah. And I, now and you're an outcast. I know. I'm actually jealous. I kind of yeah. would like to do the same thing. The only reason why I did it that I explained to you guys is that I'm sick of film classes. Yeah, same. I learn what I learn in film classes, I learn on sets. Yeah. And uh, so, and film classes bore me terribly. Yep, same. And so I'd rather just take more writing classes where mm-hmm. I can just actually get more physical things done yeah. that I can put in a portfolio. Because, I mean, if you want to go into film, it, into writing anything, like you have to have a big stack of writings yeah. that you, that you you know, can show people. Mm-hmm. And I had no time to do that because I was only just taking writing classes for fun. And I was like, yeah. why don't I just make this my major? Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I. It it's the thing that I think I can stand out with most. Yeah. Because I haven't made very many films at SCAD, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd rather take the writing route and then segue yeah. into the film, hopefully in the future, mm-hmm. rather than just work on sets, you know, yeah. in Hollywood or, or anywhere, and then merge over to, you know, writing. I mean, that just seems weird. Yeah. A weird way to go. And most of the big people that I like did the same thing anyway, mm-hmm. like Damien Chazelle and uh, guys like him. So it's been great. I like I, I just I much prefer writing mm-hmm. something and like working on it and having people critique it, opposed to like this is how you set up a tripod, <laughs> yeah, and this is how you use this camera, not the other one, because that's a different story. Yes, that'll be next week. That just bores the shit yeah, out dude. of me. So it's much. more of a craft. You're learning like a craft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than just, like, equipment. Yeah, here's which, how you set up a C-stand. Yeah, and, and like, <laughs> I, I do feel a little silly on set sometimes when, you know, I don't know how to set up things, but mm-hmm. then I just learn it, like, exactly in 10 minutes. They're su- it's super quick to learn. It's like a second of, like, going over this hump, and then yeah. it's like, okay, I got it. And people are cool with teaching. Yeah, and, you know? and, and, and what, we're going to class for this? Like... Yeah. All right. That's it's so like what I have thought about is that it's we're basically paying a really expensive yearly subscription for equipment rentals. That's pretty much what and it is. And to do those equipment rentals, we have to do all this other stuff. Do you, this is a little off topic off topic, but do you think that you can teach this stuff? Do, do you, sorry, let me be more specific. Do you think that you can teach good filmmaking whether it be mm-hmm. from a creative perspective? So okay. basically, in the writing department, in the directing department, in the ideas department, hmm. do you think that can be taught? Oh man, um, I I think elements can be taught, but I don't think that anyone could go. Like, I guess what I'm imagining is that, like, I don't think anyone could go to a film like let's say this there's a film school that exists that is only teaching, you know, the creative aspects of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could go to that film school, sit in a class for four years, and then come out and become a great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Because in my experience, I mean, like you said, I we're learning on set. Like that's where the actual that's where the real learning is happening. And there's stuff like you can sit through That's cl- where practical learning comes in. Well, yeah. like, like things with practical like set stuff. But not yeah. not necessarily like ideas, and like how to execute them. Really. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of executing ideas. I think a lot of that can be learned just by trying to execute an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because you learn what works and like 
what is worth exploring and spending time on mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you learn to challenge your ideas. Like when you're talking to a DP and a DP is like, we don't need this shot mm-hmm. and your idea is getting challenged and you have to answer the question of like, do I stop all the production and make everyone get this shot? You know yeah. what I mean? I definitely don't learn that well by lectures. It drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Like I just go crazy. My my mind wanders. That's just not the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess overall to answer your question, no. But I I mean, there's some stuff that you can sit down and talk about, but like that's hyper specific stuff, <laughs> I think. Yeah. You know. I think that um I think that it can be taught to an extent, kind of like yeah. what you said. I think that in terms of writing at least like you can be taught how to create a classical yeah. uh, hero's journey, Aristilian like yeah. type story. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think anybody who learns, like like if you took a class in that, anybody could learn how to execute a story yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. So I guess maybe, but like some kids, like I'm in a couple of writing classes, and like some kids will be like writing a script, and and it sounds good, it like pops, you know, yeah. like like one scene makes me excited for the next scene, yeah. the next scene, the next mm-hmm. scene. And, like, it's working, but I'm not – I don't care, you know? Yeah, that's the most important thing. And that can't be taught, I don't think. I'd, yeah. Like – Because that's hard. I don't I don't even – like, it's one of those things where it's, like, hard to put into words. Yeah. But you just know when you don't care. Yeah. That, that's – like, <laughs> I said this in my editing class on the last day. I probably shouldn't have said it, but – um. <laughs> At the very, like, yeah, like on our last class, the, the professor said, like, so what do you guys think makes a good editor? And I was being honest, and he asked me, and I was like, you just have to get it. Yeah. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. Yeah. And I, I say that for, like, any creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Some people don't yep. get it, and they won't get it. Yeah, I and agree completely. There's it's, it end. sounds really pretentious, and, like, I, there's things that I don't get, but, like, yeah. I don't know. There's something about that creative spark that like if you don't yeah if you don't just get it then yeah i don't know it can't there's something about it that that can't be taught mm-hmm. to which she said well that's not a very good philosophy for a teacher to bring to a classroom <laughs> and i said you're right yeah but you're not so, the teacher disregard yeah <laughs> uh and he's totally right it's like yeah. if you want to teach people then you can't have that attitude totally totally in reality it's like well it might be true there's this whole thing that goes on that I found in, in, in art school that you have to lower your standards big time <laughs> for yeah, like dude. everything, especially when you look at other people's stuff. Yeah. Cause like sometimes when someone shows me something, I'll be like, Oh, that was good. And in the moment I really do think it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was pretty good. And then later on I'm like, that was really bad. Yeah. Like put it next to anything ever yeah. that you've seen come out of Hollywood, the mm-hmm. worst thing that's come out of Hollywood and that would not stand up to it. Yeah. So I don't know how I got here. I apologize, but like, well, I think I, about this stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like the this the classic trope is that a lot of the short films that come out of here visually are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the story is trash. No one knows what's happening. Yeah, you know, um, which really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So what I try and do now, or what I guess what I'm trying to do now is like raise my standards even like in the classroom Mm -hmm. to like Hollywood level standards and just be a real dick about it. Yeah. Just at least to myself, just, just to like hold Mm -hmm. myself to that standard. Cause like, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Like 
if like a good short film with SCAD is mediocre at best in the real world. Yeah. Like, and it's really true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how I got there. Yeah. But, well, um, I guess since we're talking about it, and this is a topic that comes up, um, the indie community, indie film community online all the time. Um, what do you think about the age old question? Is film school worth it? Oh, um, <laughs> it's a multi-layered question. I don't think it's something yeah, that you it can is. easily it's, it's say not, yes or not no. yes. No. Yeah. I would venture more to say yes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, of course it's worth it in some aspects. Like yeah. you meet people. Yeah. That was, that's the, the biggest, biggest thing, thing for um, me. Here we get equipment, which is huge. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of the biggest pulls of the SCAD film program is that mm-hmm. we have access to literally professional grade equipment yeah, that, that you, you can, can just rent out. Yep. And that's huge. Like super easy. Um, as for like classroom stuff, um, maybe. <laughs> it's it's such yeah. a toss up. Like it's yeah. it's so not black white because like yeah, <laughs> it's dependent upon how how willing you are to learn, how yeah. willing the professor is to teach. Yes, can they teach? Are they are they mentally competent? Yeah, like can they? And that varies professor to professor. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like <laughs> yeah, my philosophy professor last quarter, mm. he was not smart. <laughs> yes, he was <laughs> literally incompetent. Yeah. Um. It really depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on like if the prefer- it, it can come down to like whether the professor likes you or not. Honestly, it totally can. It's so on particular. your like your whole success can be based off of yeah, which sucks to hear. But yeah. like, it's you're not. It's not like a like a one of those pizza things where the pizza goes in <laughs> and comes out perfect all totally. the time. Not at it's all. It's just it, it. Who knows? Like it yeah. might work for you. It might not. I mean, like I know of people who have like skipped film school and now they're just like in the industry working and it's like it makes you think like i could have done that and not had to spend all this money but But i'm sure sure for each of those people there's thousands of people who didn't and are not successful you know but we don't hear those stories yep because you don't care exactly um i think but i would venture more to say yes i would say so as well i think the biggest thing that uh college has done for me uh, is that it has expanded my world Mm -hmm. you know i as a guy who grew up in a very small town and then you know I went to my last two years of high school was in a different town but it was still the student body the graduating class was like 110 really yeah um so I went from a small area to a slightly less smaller area this has like super opened up my world and that's the advice that I would give to other people who feel that they are in a spot in which it's like kind of a bubble that you can't break out yeah. of because that's what growing up that's a lot of what growing well, up is first you have to know that you're in a bubble yes <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> i guess most people if you have any sense you go through that yeah like if you actually are in a bubble and you're like maybe a bit of a contrarian mm-hmm. then it's like i'm in a bubble i don't <laughs> like it but yeah i mean no i mean i guess that applies it depends on what kind of person you are like yeah, if totally. you're like more of an artsy person then you're yeah. more likely to be like you know, the loner, like, yeah. not loner, but like m- you single yourself out more, I guess. Yeah, exactly. From other people. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're just, I don't know, like a regular dude or yeah. girl, then you just want to like go to college and get a degree and yeah. get a job. Then yeah. And my thing, my big difference. Yeah. My perspective in high school was that like, okay, I'm definitely going to college. There's nothing else that I want to do other than filmmaking. And it's like, whether that means 
you know, making feature films, making shorts, making web series on some in some form it's filmmaking you know i knew that that was what i wanted to do um and i knew i wanted to go to college and i knew that i would hate it if i tried to go to a quote quote unquote regular school Mm -hmm. to get a quote unquote regular degree like i just knew i was gonna be miserable the only part of that i I know i would have hated would be class yeah um i could have done fine socially like yeah i think so as well i mean yeah i could have done the party thing and Mm -hmm. that would have been cool i guess but class wise like like i know my friends back home they go to lsu like yeah they party a lot and they have a great time and they have great friends and like i'd love like a part of me wants to be there with them and just have fun yeah but they have to do a lot of hard shit (laughs) yeah exactly they're doing chemistry and math and Mm -hmm. statistics and sciences and it's like i can't do that exactly i I cannot do that (laughs) yeah and that's not me being twitter white girl like i literally can't do that no but but it's like i'm an able i can't my that's i yeah i'm i'm dumb dumb (laughs) same dude in that branch of things yeah i can't do it yeah so i like i know a guy who's like really smart and he failed at lsu damn I mean, he wasn't smart in that in that capacity, <laughs> yeah. obviously. But like, he's a smart dude, and like, he he failed out, and like, I yeah. feel that could have been my path at, at like a state school. Like, I, I could definitely see myself failing out of a state school. Yeah, same. Oh, absolutely same. Like, where you're not just graded on like creative endeavors. Yeah, which I, I guess I realizing just now, I, I take for granted very much. <laughs> same. Oh, I think I think about that all the time. Like, uh, my friend. Um, Jax and his girlfriend Megan came into town last quarter uh, and he acted in a place like Mississippi. He was the lead guy. He's a good friend from MSNS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> they both go to Ole Miss and are getting real degrees and doing smart stuff. Good for them. And um, yeah, I'll hear them talk about school mm-hmm. and, I'm, and they're like taking seven classes, you know, a semester. And it's mm-hmm. like Jax is like, yeah, I just added a math minor. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I, just, I what? Just, that just baffles me. The fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, that's so adverse to what yeah our environment. It's the opposite is. of what we do. Yeah, I remember in Colorado going to like the only friend that I had in Colorado's house. And yeah, hanging out with her and her friends, and they would be doing homework, and it made me sick. Yeah. Like really, yeah, like it's hard to look at. Yeah, you know, like uh, it it. It looked like I asked one of the first times I went over to their house, and I was being introduced to all of them. Uh, there's one girl named Michaela, and I said, "Hey, Michaela, what do you major in?" She said, "Chinese." <laughs> I said, "Fuck off! <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck off!" Like, uh, wow. Yeah, good for you. It, but it's people like that that make the world go round. Yeah, we need. The, please keep doing that. Yeah. So that us people like us can try to entertain you. Yeah. When you're on your off days from your super hard but incredibly yeah. important jobs. <laughs> <laughs> There's another like I was talking about in my acting class. I'm in an acting class now because mm-hmm. I have to take one for writing, which I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting choice made. Everyone in the class that gave like their their presentation about themselves, mm-hmm. all of them said, "If I have a nine to five job, I'll kill myself." <laughs> And, and like, but they were also like putting down the idea of yeah. nine to five, jo- nine yeah. to five jobs. And I was thinking that the whole time, like, these are the people that 
keep your lights on. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. These are the people that the world that, that allow you to take hot showers. You know, the world is on these people's shoulders, literally on the world's shoulders. Yeah. on these people's shoulders. Yes, it's incredibly important. Yeah. So thank you to yeah, all the people. Thank who you for the people that keep the goddamn lights on. <laughs> who do the stuff that I absolutely cannot and never will able be able to comprehend. That's all I think about when I hear people talk about like these complex social issues, which are complex and they need, you know, social issues need need attention. Yeah. But I just think like, God, it's so cool that there's lights on right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and that when I'm thirsty, I can go drink water <laughs> from one of the eight faucets in my apartment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like things are things are going pretty well. I think for as much as we hear that things oh, are yeah. shit, it's like things are actually going really fucking well. No, this is absolutely unequivocally the statistic. peak of human society. <laughs> this of is human, the best human history, dude. This is the best time to be alive ever. You're in listening history. to a podcast right now. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. You're. This is amazing. Yeah. What's happening? That's a great thing to be reminded of. Yeah. It's really healthy because it can't what, be overstated. Absolutely How not. Lucky. If you're listening to this right now, you are in the top one. Per- you, you hear a lot. You <laughs> Literally, lot, dude. You hear a lot about like mm, the one percent. Yeah. Like, well, buddy, let me tell you this. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're to, listening this to this right now, then you're in the top one percent, top zero zero one percent of, of the any, world, any human in human history. <laughs> yeah. Compare what you're doing right now to a hundred years ago, to fifteen years ago. Yep. So it's the best time. Maybe like literally we're living longer. Chill out on the whole 1% thing. (laughs) You're in it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're living longer. We're healthier. There's less war. People are like other like third world countries are are better off than they were. Diseases are being eradicated. Dude, hunger. World hunger is almost done. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. I've learned that like a few months ago. Like my friend Alex, who I was in Thailand with, who's mm-hmm. like a genius, and he's always reading things about everything. Yeah. And he was telling me that he just read this book basically about where we are, yeah. know, like in the scope of human history. Yeah. And he said it just reminded him that things are going so incredibly oh, well. Oh, yeah. E- even the things that we think are problems are like almost done, honestly. Yeah. Like, like I said, like world hunger is almost done. Like, polio in, in the is next, almost gone. Yeah. In the next 20 years, like, there's probably going to be no one that's starving. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, 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 pretty much no one. Yeah, um, which is insane. Yeah, it's great. And obviously, I'm sure there are some people that maybe actually I don't even know. We don't have a lot of people that listen, <laughs> and the people that do listen are reasonable people. Yeah. But this could obviously be taken as like downplaying uh, the bad now. shit that's happening, is and it, those are real and they exist. Yeah. But please compare them to when literally getting a cold would kill you. <laughs> it's like it's so frustrating to me when people say like, "Ugh, I am just born in the wrong time." If only I was born in the '60s. I'm like, ah, yes, the '60s when we were lynching people. Yeah, it man, frustrates I mean, like, me so much because they think of the '60s as like milkshakes and skirts. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, we were also, you know, we had some zany ideas about. <laughs> About colors, how the world <laughs> exactly, but like, please remember whenever you go on Twitter and you see all the Twitter moments about the world ending, and you yeah. turn on CNN and you see people screaming at each other about nonsense. Remember that this is absolutely unequivocally the best time to be alive. You are one of the luckiest people ever. Yep. So well, that's really you, cool. You have won the lottery, my friend. <laughs> you really did. Yeah. 
We like, won the cosmic lottery. Really? This did. is fantastic. You are not a speck floating by that black hole they just found. Exactly. You're a human living next to water, which is really dope. And you got a you're listening to a podcast. Crazy. Which means you have a device that is able to run a podcast. When we're saying you, it means just us. Yes. Like this is just a reminder for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it, it it really yeah, that's always a humbling thought. Yeah. Funny little tangent. When people say humbling, they mm. don't mean humbling. What do they mean? So you know how when someone wins an Oscar, they say, I'm very humbled right now? <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. That's actually the opposite of what <laughs> he goes being the roof, baby. humbled yeah, means. that's true. Like, when you're on set and you don't know how to set up a C-stand, yeah. and someone says, hey, dumbass. this is how you do it, <laughs> yeah. that's a humbling that's experience. Humbling. Yes, I agree. But but you all, you know what I mean? Like, you always yeah, hear totally. people say, like, I'm so humbled right now. When they're <laughs> winning the Nobel Peace Prize, it's <laughs> yeah. like... What, no, no do, you're not. do you know what the word means? <laughs> it comes from the word yeah. humility. Yeah. To be humiliated. <laughs> yeah. Where, where did where did that go? Yeah. I'm just imagining someone on stage getting booed and they're like, you know, this is really humbling. That's humbling. <laughs> That's humbling. That right is there. humbling. Yeah. Seeing seeing people make fun of you is humbling. Yeah, yeah it is, baby. So get humbled, folks. Sit but down. It is humbling. Get humbled. <laughs> it is humbling <laughs> yes. to to remind yourself of where you lie in the scope of human history. Yes. Uh, and I can't think of any better way to end. To end. I agree. Than on the note that this is absolutely the best time to be alive. And while you are thinking about your uh, your place in the cosmic ocean in which we live and how great it is to be alive, why don't you hop on over to iTunes <laughs> and give us a rating? <laughs> while, while you're at it. While you're at living the best life, yeah, take a second. Might as well take it a step further. <laughs> Make it even better. Um, this was fun, Brooks. It was fun. It was fun to sit down. I don't think we've had an episode just you and me. We haven't. So this is a first. Yeah, it was nice. Kara's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Um, Bye. Yeah, I was going to do some, I mean, we got links in the description, you know. We okay. got stuff coming out. They've been there. We got merch coming out soon. Oh, something right, I do yeah. want to say, because now we can finally do this, which is super exciting. Um, for the first time in Tungsten Originals history, we got our first coupon code, baby. Really? We sure do. What is it? So um, it's it's not your typical um, Squarespace, Blue Apron, Audible type stuff like that. Blue Apron. <laughs> it's it not is. your typical Adam and Eve coupon code, guys. <laughs> <laughs> With this code, you will get a free iPhone. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, we here at Tungsten, I'm coming up with this ad read on the spot. Jesus. <laughs> we here at Tungsten. I have nothing to do with what he's about to say. <laughs> Absolutely not. We here at Tungsten love 35mm photography, and we think it is a great way to document what life is like on set. And, you know, film photography has made a huge comeback in recent years in the artistic community. So we partnered with Bay Camera Company. You may have heard of them before because they sponsor our Element series. uh, And season one, as you heard earlier, is about to wrap up. Um, But I talked to them and I wanted to set up a coupon code for our fans. So if you are local to the Savannah area and you bring in um, three or more rolls of film to get scanned, and use the promo code Tungsten, you're going to get 15% off. That's hot. That's pretty hot right there. 
And let me tell you, if you get to go in and meet these people, it's great. Oh my super God. Nice. They're so nice. They are just the nicest people. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a really cool store that they have. It's on Habers- It's in Habersham Village in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, their website is in the description of this podcast. But if you can, go in and say, hey, and tell them that we sent you. And make sure you mention the promo code Tungsten. And they'll give you 15% off if you use if you scan three or more rolls of film. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, dude? <laughs> now, uh, if you're not local to the Savannah area, which is uh, a lot of our listeners. Um, which is okay. Which is fine. That's more, you're, you're welcome you're to live more anywhere. You're welcome to live. Please do not feel that you have to live here. Yeah. That's fine. If you mail in your film to Bay Camera Company and you add scans to it and you use promo code Tungsten, you're going to get 15% off. Oh my God. And that can just be one roll. Wow. And you just mail it in. They'll develop it for you for a very low, low price that's actually reasonable. Low, Tell them low. promo code Tungsten and they're going to give you some high quality digital scans of your film. What more could you ask for? Honestly, Honestly. what more do you need? Promo code Tungsten, 15% off. Locals, when you scan three or more rolls. Non-locals, when you mail in one roll. One more reason to why we're living in the best time ever in the exactly. world. Exactly. And can do stuff like this. Exactly. And I know this is kind of a niche sponsorship um but uh when i'm not home i don't have anywhere to or i used before i knew about big camera i used to like not feel that i had any way to get film developed because there are a few places that you can mail film into but it's like super expensive you know Mm -hmm. um but like big camera has just super like reasonable prices and the quality is the same like there's no difference in quality from the other places and um if you if you if you're local, you bring it in, you get that stuff developed in an hour. Really? Yeah, dude. Wow. You drop it off, and then they just mail you a Dropbox link, and then you can come pick up your negatives like at any time. Is that for like film? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> there's like photography film, and yeah, then and then there's I I don't think that they do video film. Okay. Like motion picture film, but they do um they do like still photography. But you bring in a roll of 35 millimeter. Yeah, if you want to get into it, here's your chance, guys. Yeah, honestly, you I can really... literally go buy a, an antique film camera for oh, like yeah. thirty dollars at any antique store, and it will anywhere. And, yeah, and it'll be and they still work. I mean, exactly. It's 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 such a lower. Like people always say, we'll wrap this up in a second, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. But people always say that like digital is more expensive, or film is like more expensive than digital. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the quote unquote per picture cost, then yes, because you have to pay to see a picture. Yeah. But if you look at the entry level, like to get a full frame camera, digital camera, you're gonna have to drop $2,000 for at, a at least camera for, for a lens, for like a, memory card, batteries, yeah. you know, for entry level full frame. But for uh, a solid film camera that has the same sensor size it's not mm-hmm. an actual sensor it's the film yeah. but it's the same size literally like 50 bucks yeah you can find one and it's and and like my camera for under that really. yeah i love my camera because it doesn't need a battery i never worry about a battery that's right it yeah. always works mm-hmm. it's fantastic so yeah promo code tungsten info is in the description now is absolutely the best time to be alive unequivocally unequivocally <laughs> Have a good weekend, y'all. I mean, that's it. Yeah, cheers. That's all, that's all we got to say. Okay. Love you guys. Love you. Bye.